Nobody brings Philadelphia fans closer together like the Green Legion. From tailgates in South Philly to invading enemy territory, this group is home to the true Philadelphia sports fan. Now, their party hits the airwaves. Quimby, Michael Diaz, Chris Sachs, Slash, Super Sam, and legendary wide receiver Irving Fryer always keep the conversation going. So crack a beer, take a shot, and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. everybody beautiful saturday in philadelphia huh at least that's what jansen's telling me surrounded by four walls i wouldn't know because well it's 86 degrees here and if you're on our Streamyard broadcast you will see exactly where i am so i oh, hate you it's 25 degrees in philadelphia right now that's excellent i hate um, you i hate you uh, Hold on. No, don't worry. You're going to get to a high of 27 degrees <laughs> in, on, in just a little bit. <laughs> Everybody, my name is Quimby. This is Green Legion Radio. It's Fox Sports Radio, Philadelphia, 102.5 FM. Saturday afternoon, we will have a Sunday pregame show once again. I believe it's going to be at 12 o'clock. That will be Irving Fryer and I broadcasting live from the Super Bowl, everybody. Broadcasting live from the Super Bowl. We are not on Radio Row. I do not want to be part of that uh, that that mess that Radio Row will, uh, Row will be. Didn't even ask for press credentials because we own Salt. We own the biggest bar and the biggest footprint at Westgate Entertainment Complex for the entire weekend. Guess what? Couldn't care less about going through security in the Queen Zone until I go into the game. You guys, my friend John Jansen is producing, but he's also going to help me today because, like we talked about a little earlier, it's... It's not as easy with just one person doing a show when you have three other idiots you can usually count on, and all of them always have something to say. So, uh, None I'm, of it good, uh, but they have something to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I wish somebody would grade them every week because every time they hear it from me, <laughs> it just BFF goes in grades, one ear and out the other. But for radio hosts, would be amazing. <laughs> That's it. Grade them every week. Grade them every week. Diaz gets an F automatically. <laughs> but uh, you guys... We are an iHeart radio station brought to you by Live Casino in South Philadelphia. Join us every Tuesday night during football season for the player show. It was a blast this uh, this season. Can't wait to do it again. Make sure you download the iHeart radio app, rate, review, subscribe and download all of our episodes by subscribing to Fox Sports Philadelphia and Green Legion Radio. The show is brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer and Michelob Ultra Stateside Vodka and Stateside Bourbon Diaz. Dave Bavuso, State Farm, Greater Philadelphia Health Action, Bucks County Baseball Company, Premier Window Cleaning, this commercial and residential window cleaning, WeHateDirtyWindows.com, the Ludlam Bar and Grill, formerly La Costa in Sea Isle City, the beautiful ladies over at Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, Echelon Health and Fitness across the bridge, and of course, E&J Mobile Cigar Lounge. He was EJ was awesome to have at our, uh, at our remaining tailgates. That was a definite boost to... Uh, uh, to everybody's good time. I think he did pretty well, too. That's probably probably our sponsor that did the best in such a short period of time this year. But, um, you guys, <laughs> we have three remaining spots on our Super Bowl trip. Three with flights. They will not be sold as anything other than three spots with flights. Make sure you hop on GreenLegion.com and check that out. Reach out to me. Uh, at Quimby at GreenLegion.com if you have any questions whatsoever. We want to fill those last three spots. I don't know why they haven't sold. We've sold 167 spots in exactly 42 hours, and then three more just sitting out there. It's expensive, Jansen. Do you see some of these prices? Oh, it's expensive. I, if somebody wants to buy a spot for me, I, you know, that'd be nice. That'd be, that'd be a nice <laughs> little... It's not that expensive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, I think game tickets are finally starting to come down again. Have you seen that? Oh, I I haven't seen them, but I know they're through the roof. They started upwards of six. They're coming down to about fifty-two right now. Good Lord. And, well, it's companies like On Location that just you know they get all the tickets and then they they set the market price, and they're setting this thing so high now that 
the average person can't enjoy a Super Bowl. Uh, even 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 upper middle class is having a, having a tough time figuring out where they're coming up with their money. So I, I know some people that are mortgaging their house just to get to this because it's a bucket list. But it's a shame that a lot of people have to go through this because this experience should not be this expensive. It really shouldn't. And, you know, kudos to the NFL for you know, deciding to have one in Phoenix the same weekend as the Waste Management and Barrett-Jackson uh, you know, auto auction. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys. You know, way to, way to do nothing except think with, your, think with your wallet. But I don't even know how that works. I don't even know how that helps because people can't get there. They can't get there. It's too expensive to fly because of f- uh, fuel prices, hotel prices. These clowns, are, the Hotel Adeline. One of our hotels for our, our October program out there, we paid one hundred ninety nine dollars a night for our program in October. They want one thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars a night. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. And I'm like, it's the thing that it isn't Eagles fan. There, there. I mean, there are going to be Eagles fans there, and there will be Kansas City fans there. But it's just, I don't know. The Super Bowl always loses that kind of regional feel. Obviously, it's a national thing. It's the it's a big pop culture event, and it becomes more than just about Philadelphia and Kansas City. And it's it's a bunch of people that you know want to go see the biggest event of the year, one of the biggest events of the year in the country. And I I just that always doesn't sit right with me. Well, yeah, I'm with you. I'm just going to enjoy it. Can't wait for the game. Can't wait to find out what happens. And can't wait for it to be freaking over. Over. Why you're not enjoying? No, this? no, we're not talking it's about gambling here on Fox Sports. It's, 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 it's two point five FM Philadelphia. We're just talking about the whole experience being done, <laughs> done. Ninety six hours of straight Super Bowl conversation. Oh, uh, I always say this: these two weeks are probably the worst two weeks to talk about sports because you're talking about one game and breaking it down more than it needs to be broken down. And we will every inch of that field, every every part of this game, we are breaking down, and it is exhausting. Exhausting. Seriously, it's the it's it's the most it's the most detail oriented colonoscopy you've yeah. ever had in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Doc. You said this is only going to take ten minutes, not two weeks. Oh, good lord. <laughs> That's not a yeah. Gonna, that's that's not I'm a just visual t- or an image. That yeah. Just. I'm, I'm, doc, I'm, doc, I'm just going to take a nap. Just don't move it around. <laughs> oh, good lord! I should have expected this for a show with you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going straight down the religious tubes, bro. <laughs> um, well, let's 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 get into this because first, I I want to make sure. Uh, here we are, everyone, and and for those who think I'm going to make this show predominantly about the fact that I was right. Don't worry. That is exactly what I'm going to do. All right. It all started when we hosted the live coverage of the Thursday uh, Thursday night of the NFL draft here on Fox Sports the Gambler. When this team immediately got better and very quick. Three weeks later on Green Legion Radio, I predicted I predicted the Eagles would go fourteen and three. You all remember that. All of you remember that. And I said they would host the NFC championship game. And I said, specifically, if they don't win and go to the Super Bowl, it's a disappointing season. Well, here we are. And I hate to say it, but right now it's a successful season regardless of the outcome of next Sunday. I, you know, they, don't they, say that. They, don't say that, Quimby. I'm don't not gonna, say no, that. Because, no, because I say if, I say if, I, if I say they're going to win, they won't. All right, that's Trust good. Me. Don't say that either. Man. I'm, I'm just going to be extremely humble to the approach right now. It's been a hell of a ride, and we get to watch it until the last minute of the season. Keep that in mind. That's perspective for you, Jansen. I get it. Nothing's as satisfying as hoisting that Lombardi trophy. We get it. All right. But, man, we get to, we get to spend it with this team all the way down to the last second of football for the, for the 2022 season. I think that's pretty cool. And... To, you know, just like it was a successful season for the Fighting Phils, you know, I, I, it yeah, does it scare me? It petrifies me that both of these teams could be in the finals and not have the results we're looking for. But man, you got to step up to the plate to play, right? So, got to be happy that they're just there. And Jansen, you can attest to this, man. How how freaking awesome have the last five months been? 
Uh, not awesome for my liver, but uh, in terms of enjoyment of life, yes, it's been awesome. <laughs> it's been a, I mean, yeah, we're, we're enjoying. And the Phillies one came out of nowhere, so that was ex- that was kind of different. Like enjoying it in a way of like, oh my gosh, this is this is kind of wild. This one's different. I feel relaxed with the Eagles run. It's it's a weird feeling to to watch a team that we have never ever felt comfortable about. And watch them every week and go, yeah, they're winning that game. And there's no chance that they lose it. And these are snoozers. You know, they, they have won a game by a total of, uh, I think, 63 to 14 is the total of the last two weeks or something along the lines of that number. Uh, it's, it's just, it's different, but it's fun. It's, it's really fun to watch a team cruising instead of close games. Instead of sweating out every away yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Bro, this is the best team in the league, without question. From a talent standpoint, they are, without question, the best team in the league. This is the best all-around Eagles football team I have ever witnessed, without question. Without question. That goes up against gangrene uh, in the late 80s and early 90s when they just couldn't couldn't figure out a way to score any points unless your defense put up 14. Uh, this goes for the 2001 through 2006 run. All right, with you know us having absolutely nobody to throw to until one year when we went to the Super Bowl, it's amazing. It's amazing what happens when you have an Alshon Jeffrey and Tory Smith and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. It's amazing what happens when you have receivers. Kind of fun. You go to the Super Bowl when you have receivers. You the years we went to the Super Bowl, Terrell Owens, Alshon Jeffrey, AJ Brown. Every year that we made it any length of the way or deep into the playoffs, we wound up coming up short. Why? No receivers. Just saying. But I, I want to talk about last week's game real quick. I know we only have about five minutes left in this segment. I'm not sure, Danton, you can you know, you listen to it. I can't stand any of them. I'm not sure what other radio hosts in Philly have, have discussed, but there were four winners and an honorable mention uh, for me from last week's Last week's game against the Niners, and man, if you're not putting the the the, the medal on the mantelpiece of Hassan Reddick's fireplace, you are just not paying attention. This guy is out of his mind. And <laughs> hey, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, and Micah Parsons, you know, <laughs> so, sorry. I'm so, oh, there, oh, that's right. Yep, yeah, you're you're playing golf right now. <laughs> all right. First of all, Miles uh, uh, Garrett shouldn't shouldn't even be in this league after trying to hit Mason Rudolph with his own helmet. All right, sorry, I'd have cut my ties right there and moved on. But I actually thought that was awesome. <laughs> you would. It was you're, you're of that generation. You I am. I am. I because I even thought, and in a really bad way, it was obviously disrespectful. But Kayvon Thibodeau, when he did that, like Snow Angel and Nick Foles is like gasping for air. Uh, that right. was objectively hilarious. Also, <laughs> really disrespectful, and he shouldn't have done it. But objectively, was funny. <laughs> I love where your head's at, man. I do. You are a nut job. I well, I want to. I've worked I with thank you guys the, too long. <laughs> I want to thank the NFL Awards Committee uh, for doing nothing except pissing off Hassan Reddick. <laughs> I, not, you know, nice, nice work, guys. Hey, he looks possessed out there, bro. I don't know if you're uh, you're in agreement with me, but yeah, he's, absolutely. So he probably possessed. did get snubbed. Uh, the other players that were the finalists were really good too. He probably should have been over Parsons. I will say that, uh, but Hassan Reddick is. One of, if not the best pass rushers in the NFL. And when coaches don't want to block him with, you know, their actual offensive line, uh, it's going to be a problem. And that's sort of the big part in this game, which I'm interested in. He's been such a beast. And Kansas City's offensive line has been so good. You know, Kenny Disrupt and Patrick Mahomes, I think the ankle is going to be better. Uh, one thing he does very well is obviously he's able to buy himself more time because he can move in the pocket really well. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be an awesome battle. And the fact that he is playing like a man possessed is huge at this point. Ah, sorry. getting. I'm sweating down here. I have to hydrate. So I was drinking some water. I hate you. What's I, I'm I'm going to regret hearing this, but what's the weather like there? Eighty six. Oh. There's a cloud line right now, but it's just <laughs> south of us. So, uh. well, it's it comes from the trash incineration on the island, 
and depend on uh, depending on which way the the wind blows uh, there's always a uh, there's always a line of clouds kind of over this area but usually it's just far enough south to uh, to to miss everybody in the in the seven mile beach area so yeah yep lucky you, you could see it though if you were if How you could never to take me on those trips you know because you're a Richard um <laughs> Because you wouldn't be a good wingman. No, I'd be terrible. I'd say, yo, yo, brother, let's go, let's go out, let's go, let's go out and pick up some women. Nope. You'd be go, no, I want to play Mario Kart. <laughs> hey, hey, Mario Kart, the adult version. All right, the the adult that is version exactly of Mario. Exactly what you would be doing. You know it. I know I'm it. Everybody knows doing it. that. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, Nick Bosa. Uh, I'm sorry. How many sacks did you have in that game? Oh, that's right, zero. I'm sorry. Hassan had two. My man. Uh, Hey, by the way, my sleeper for MVP of the Super Bowl. If you're not laying a a hundred bucks down on uh, Hassan Reddick as the MVP, eh, I don't know. Might not be paying attention. I get it. You know, it, it usually goes to a quarterback or a receiver, but Hassan Reddick with a little bit of a gimp and Patrick Mahomes' step. I don't know. What do you think? I think if you are going out uh, outside the box, like off the board a little bit, uh, because it's quarterbacks, right? It's Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are by far the favorites. Well, it was Cooper Cup last year. Remember that? Yeah, it, it can happen. Uh, and it's happened before that defensive players can get this award if they dominate. And Hassan Reddick has eyes on him now. You know, he had he was snubbed. He had that game that he did against San Francisco, and everybody's talking about him now. So he he has the eyes on him, and he obviously is playing well enough that and can disrupt the game in a way that if he gets a strip sack that turns into a touchdown, you know things like that, he will be up for the award. Because I, I will I, I I don't like that this is the case, Quimby, but nobody wants to give Jalen Hurts credit for any of this. So oh, I, hold on I, a second, he's yeah. the odds on favorite. He's the favorite and should be. I, I, is that what the odds suggest? Yes, the odds suggest he is the favorite. But how easy will it be for people to do what they've done all season and go, "Oh, it wasn't Hurts; it was Hassan Reddick." You know that won this no, game. No, no. What I'm saying is, if you're if you if you're doing it properly, you put your money on a Maverick or a slight, you know, fun odds winner like yep. oh, Hassan yeah. Reddick. But you put your smart money on Jalen Hurts, hundred percent. Yeah, it's no it's likely going to be, but it's just it helps that you know it. People struggle to give Hurts credit in times, and that if if there is somebody else that has a, a very good game, that they won't hesitate giving it away to somebody else instead of Jalen. But you're right, Jalen is the favorite, and I think if the Eagles win, there's a good chance he probably wins that award. We got a couple more awards to give out for last uh, Sunday's game. We're going to do so when we get back from break. This is Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports Radio in Philadelphia. Don't hang out. Uh, don't hang out alone in the man cave for football this season. Try hanging out at Cheerleaders with sexy entertainers, $4 domestic beers, Jameson specials, and awesome game day prizes during all Sunday and Monday football games. That's right. Stop in before, during, or after the game, not only to see your favorite entertainers, but also your chance to win an awesome game day prize. The most epic game day experiences at Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, where champions play. Cheerleaders is open daily from noon until 2 a.m., Again, Fox Sports Radio, Philadelphia, Green Legion Radio. My name is Quimby. Joined alongside our producer, John Jansen. Talking Eagles. Got a Super Bowl in eight days, baby. We'll be back with more talk right after this. The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. You are awesome. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, Philadelphia. 102.5 102.5 FM, broadcasting live from Grand Cayman on Seven Mile Beach. We're at South Bay Beach Club, everybody, enjoying the view. Not a cloud in the sky in front of us, which is good. There's clouds to the, the left, but there always is. If you're looking on our stream yard, you would see that. Some people in the room. Unhappy Gilmore, every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Check out his podcast by going to GreenLegionRadio.com. Patricia, how are you? Lou Mancini, what's up? Pete Town in the house. Crazy Keenan, Russ Taylor, always. Kylo, Kylo's in the room. Kylo, you let me know if you want to have a sleepover later, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> Missy, nice to see you. Rick Keynes, how are you? Rob Valivas, somebody let Rob in the room? Wow. 
Rob's a little crazy. What well, question is, did you bet on it back then? Didn't need to, Rob. I bet on my success on a regular basis. I don't need to waste my money in that regards. Let's see here. Who else is in? Ed Wakely joining us, our Marine of Outstanding Excellence. Uh, uh, it's good to see you, Ed. I hope all is well. Talking about awards from last week's game, we talked about Hassan Reddick and how nuts he is. Uh, Jansen, you're, this one's a tough one. This is uh, not a tough award. He's been killing it all season. Uh, next award, someone in a contract year, of course, Javon Hargrave. And like he has done all season, stuffed that run, still managed to get to the quarterback for the twelfth time this season. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to bring up that question because towards the end of the show, I want to ask you who your priorities are bringing back. But man, this guy has had a season and a half, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, and. I think one thing that we kind of criticize Howie about, I don't know necessarily me, I don't know if I criticize this part, but he spends a lot on the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, and he'll spend a bunch of draft picks, he'll spend a bunch of money, and it always felt like Hargrave was one that felt like more of a luxury than anything, but now he seems absolutely necessary. Uh, and he's such a great player, so... I. I know we'll talk about the contracts. I hope Javon Hargrave is still in an Eagles uniform uh, in that in next season and moving forward. But what an incredible season he's had! And you know, with Fletcher Cox not being his usual self, and you know how much they they needed really good run stoppers inside and his rushing the quarterback. He, I, I think he's been really an unsung hero on that Eagles defense. Think about this for a hot second: a healthy defensive tackle tandem. With Jordan Davis and Javon Hargrave. <laughs> I mean, come and on. Jordan Davis is only going to get better. I know. I know we haven't heard his name a lot this year, but he's he's just going to get better. I think. In I don't the think. Year, I don't think they wanted healthy. him to hear his name a lot. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they've been. I think they've been slowly bringing him along. I don't know why. I thought he was going to come in and have an immediate impact. I was hoping that he was going to take over Fletcher's spot, but that hasn't taken place. I, is there a reason you timetable a guy like that? I think there's certainly a timetable of development. And I, I think, I don't know how raw he was in terms of his technique and all of his pass rush moves. I don't know how much he knew coming in. You, you expect a guy who's that good, and uh, Georgia especially, that he would have some of this foundation. But maybe it just was going to take a year to really develop him and I think figure himself out to figure out what kind of defensive tackle he's going to be in this league. Uh, and I, I just think he's going to get better. I think his development is going to be big time. So I don't, I don't know if there was a timetable, but it does seem like that he, he needs that year. He needed that year to really develop into what I think could be a very dominant defensive tackle. The uh, next award goes to a tandem, uh, and it is T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White. Ah, brother, I hope you were watching the same game as I. They were all over the field. Every play, out of control, flying around like crazy people. Did you see that scene? I did, and especially when you know the the Brock Purdy came in, and you knew San Francisco could only run the ball. And I I bet T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White were sitting there licking their chops, man. <laughs> yeah. like T.J. Edwards is already instinctually a very good run stopper, and you had to think like that entire time he's going. I know they're running now. Like, I'm I'm just going to attack full speed. And man, right. he was he's been all over the place all season. He's been so good this year. But T.J. Edwards in particular, man, he is a stud, and what a player he's become. And that San Francisco game was just—he was just in his element in that one. I uh, unfortunately think uh, he's going to wind up being a cap casualty, a rookie salary cap casualty yep. next year, because uh, he's going to get some money. I mean, he's unrestricted; he's UFA, and it's—it's—it's uh, 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 it's, it's a shame to see a guy get to that point and then not re-sign him, but. You know, in all fairness, that's why Nicobe Dean was drafted. That's 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 what we're looking at there. Um, finally, and I said this as part of a consortium of not no names, but lesser than star names that I wanted to see have a performance this week. Ha! Reed Blankenship, my man. I said I wanted to see this guy missile every chance he got, and he did. And I believe we have a little clip. 
Oh yeah. To uh, to uh, to play. McCaffrey, little razzle dazzle. Samuel gets away from one tackle. Not the next. Blankenship with the hit. Eagles take over. Not only not only did he get to him for a loss, but he also did dislodge that ball from him and recovered it. Now it didn't matter because it was fourth down, but had that been any other down, that had gone down in folklore as one of the best defensive plays in Eagles playoff history. Because he came out of nowhere. He just took his line, didn't stop, didn't give Debo a chance to, to jelly leg him in any way, shape, or form, and just knocked him on his ass. Dude, I love that play. I love the instinctual play of Reed Blankenship. I loved him on our player show, and he is going to be a hell of a person to have and a hell of a player to have around for quite some time. Yeah, it's a, it's another impressive draft pick where you kind of just find these diamonds in the rough, and he's another one. He's he's clearly got enough speed to play the position. Uh, I just think he obviously had to learn some things, and I think there was one angle he took that was very bad early in the year when he first had to come in. Uh, that I, I think he learned from it, and he's just gotten better every week. It's it's incredible that they they lost C.J. Gardner Johnson for a long time, and. And he was already leading the league in interceptions. He doubled his interception total uh, in a single season for his career, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And still, it, it would have helped to have him out there, but it didn't feel like such a huge, large hole in their defense because, mostly in part, to Reed Blankenship playing so well. Um, what, yep. what a draft pick that was. And, man, that, guy, that guy's a hard worker and, and got better and better each and every week. You know, he was expected to go third round, but because of COVID... You know, it, 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 it just didn't happen. And Yeah, that story we're finding, was, we're, was wild. Right? You remember yeah. that story? Kind of mm-hmm. crazy. But, hey, uh, while we're in the middle of this, just want to remind you guys, not about a travel package. If you're going to be in Glendale for the Super Bowl, you want to do one of two things with us, one of three things with us. We've got a Tim McGraw concert on Saturday night, which we are price reducing as of right now. Price has been reduced by $150 to $349, includes the same top-shelf open bar for three hours, includes light hors d'oeuvres, upscale light hors d'oeuvres. You guys are going to love the package. It's a very intimate, intimate concert setting. Only 6,000 total tickets were sold for this concert. So make sure you get on. Jump on that concert. It's going to be a great time. But don't forget about the tailgate and watch party at Salt. Our friends, Tacos y Tequila. In the uh, the Westgate Entertainment Complex in Glendale, Arizona, four hour and five hour. The pregame tailgate is four hours. The watch party is five hours. All inclusive, top shelf, uh, complimentary beverage package to include fifteen drinks per person and twenty five cents per drink after that. The reason is you can't say open bar in Arizona. Way to go, Jurassic LCB laws. Wait, what? So everything in the shelf except blue and forty two. An unlimited buffet include tacos, carnitos, adobo, carne asada, shrimp, veggie, wings. Uh, this menu is astonishing. Barbecue pulled pork, smoked turkey, chicken taquitos, beef taquitos, chips and salsa, guacamole, Spanish rice, cilantro rice, refried beans, black beans, french fries, mac and cheese, gross red potatoes, barbecue beans, salad, everything, you guys. It is an awesome Awesome package. We're middle of the road. We're three forty nine. We're twenty dollars more than those idiots over at WIP, and such a better menu. And by the way, we're not in a parking lot. They're in a parking lot. All right, there's seating for half of our our guests in this place. All right, you can get out of the sun. You can go into the sun. It's indoor, outdoor. There's every part of every element of a tailgate that you could want in ours and in the watch party, or you can watch the party on concrete. Or you can watch the party inside McFadden's. And let me tell you what the problem with McFadden's is. Everything. You saw what McFadden's did to their place in Citizens Bank after their lease was up. You saw how they let it go. They didn't do anything to keep that place up. Guess what? Sorry. I like them over there. Uh, Scott's a great guy. But I don't see their product being anywhere close to ours, and I'm not afraid to say it, especially this week. And at three ninety nine, I wouldn't do it. Where ours is three forty nine, and any menu that includes burgers and hot dogs just immediately goes off off my radar. Anyway, Jansen, before uh, the show started, we talked about something. I want to bring this up now and get into it because it's really interesting. Uh, I'm not sure everyone realizes this, but 
free agents after this season for the Philadelphia Eagles. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Linval Joseph, Ndamukong Sue, Robert Quinn, Javon Hargrave, Kaiser White, T.J. Edwards, James Bradbury, Marcus Epps, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Zach Pascal, and Isaac Sayamalu. Do you know what that means? That means there's 15 players in some important or vital role playing on Sunday next week that are playing for a contract. Kansas City, their starting rotation, both sides, six. Just in case you want to know. Brother, John, I don't know, man. That just spells defeat for anybody on the other side of that ball. <laughs> All these guys trying to make one last, in the biggest spotlight you can find, the Super Bowl, make one well, last effort to get a contract. Under, understand real quick before you, you weigh in, because I do want you to weigh in on this. There's three three. There's an asterisk by three names, and that's Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue and mm-hmm. Robert Quinn. I get it. You know, these guys are, 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 are you know, they're older. And, you know, I could see one of the three uh, stepping off into the into the sunlight. But, you know what, if they have any type of game on that national uh, a national uh, 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 stage, you know, someone might pay him three or four million for another year. Linval Joseph and Ndamukong Sue wanted to play this year. They were just looking for the right opportunity. They found it. Now, here you go. Here's an opportunity. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, and I think before you know we get in the conversation of who should the Eagles bring back and you know what players and what positions should they value, I, I think first you know that that's a lot of names. So I think that would be kind of scary. Like, hey, there's a lot of free agents here and a lot of really good players. You know, what are the Eagles going to do when Howie Roseman has done this pretty often? Like, there is there is always a kind of reload almost every year. Uh, the Eagles aren't ones that are going to be locked down on a bunch of really long contracts. They're fine with one year, and they're fine with giving players one year. It happened during the, the last Super Bowl season. There was a lot of turnover from 2017 to 2018, and there's going to be a lot of turnover. What The good thing is you have this great nucleus of Jalen Hurts that is still there, some of the veterans like Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, uh, A.J. Brown's locked down for a little bit, Darius Slay. You know, you have sort of these foundation guys well, that you can well, continue. Uh, Darius, Darius Slay and Brandon Graham actually have an asterisk by their name as well because they are in the second to last year of yeah. their contracts, and I'm sure both of them would love to have them reworked. Oh, I'm sure they were, uh, there'll be a lot of that. And Howie how Rosen even reworks contracts that they did the year before. They will continue to mess around with contracts and, and salary cap and all that. So I, I think to the conversation of what players should they bring back, you know, I, I think that's different, and you know, there are some players I would love to see back, but... It's just I, I'm not worried too much about the the kind of roster they will have because Howie Roseman has done this pretty much every year uh, since the Super Bowl season, and it's probably going to continue moving forward where he gets these guys on very one year, two year contracts, and will continue to reload. And it's worked out to a great effect because when you reload like that, you're getting guys like James Bradbury who need to find a place to play just so they can showcase their talent or have a somewhat down year, go to the Eagles, have a great year, and then they get the long-term one. So I think Howie Rosen just does a great job of that. And I think it's going to happen again where a lot of guys come in on a one-year deal and we sort of see a almost completely different roster because of it. Well, seriously, let's talk about that. Who do you bring back? Because in my opinion, there are three. There are three that you absolutely have to bring back. Well, let me and- hear those. What are your three? The, my three are Javon Hargrave, James Bradbury, and CJ DJ. All right, you're, you you can't mess around with the formula that created this defense. You cannot mess around with a defensive tackle that can not only stop the ball, but whose ass has its own zip code and can get through to the quarterback. You can't. No, this is the second coming of Corey Simon. By the time Corey Simon got to the to the the top years of his career, his ass extended from the bridge down to Atlantic City. All right, we all know that it was huge, but. You finally have a secondary that you have not had since Doc, Lido, and Sheldon. And you lose that if you don't bring back James Bradbury, if you don't bring back CJ DJ. They are 
excellent together. You know why? We had so many sacks this year. You know why we led the league in sacks? A lot of covered sacks. A lot of covered sacks. Yeah. Okay? And do you know why there were so many interceptions in the secondary? Because the defensive line got to the quarterback. You can't mess with that. It's so rare that you have such such a congruent force on all three aspects of the defense. The line, the linebackers, and the secondary. I don't mess with it, man. It 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 is offense. Uh, offense puts up points, but defense wins Super Bowls. They do, and I, James Bradbury would be nice. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be possible for them to keep their entire secondary together. Now they they could. Howie Roseman could put an emphasis on it and do it. I just think because of it's probably going to be less money to do this, I would at least try and keep Gardner Johnson. Uh, he is a fantastic safety. He's a versatile safety, too, that can play in the box, that can play sort of this corner safety, this nickel safety, uh, and also be really good as a sort of midfield guy. And, I mean, he had, what, six interceptions in, like, 12 games this year. I, I put a lot of emphasis on him. Uh, because of uh, the game-breaking ways that he can play. Now, Bradbury would be nice because then you have still a tandem like Bradbury and Slay that are probably the best cornerback duo in the NFL, and that works very well. Look at the Jets and how successful they were just strictly based off of two cornerbacks. Like That team would have been horrible if they didn't have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed that were incredible this season. So it, it helps, and it works for a defense. I just don't know if they'll be able to, and Howie Roseman will probably figure out a way, but if it's too much to try and keep two high-level cornerbacks, uh, I just don't know if that's possible or not. No, we're going to find out, and we'll see, what ha- we'll see what happens in the draft as well. And obviously, you know, what's see, uh, that's why I think that Yeah, and that's why I think defensive linemen, you know, guys like Hargrave, I, while I would love to, to keep those guys, and if Linville Joseph and uh, Nadam Kung Su want to stick around on those small one-year deals again, I would like that, but Howie can probably find some other defensive linemen elsewhere uh, on cheaper deals and you know draft Keep defensive in mind, linemen. this team's this team has a lot of money to spend bro yeah. a lot of money to and spend now, Rose, I get it you're going to he'll probably find have, more ways to get more money well but you're also going to have to you have to lock in Jalen Hurts this year before yeah. his rookie contract ends because if you do you might get him at 40 million a year not 50 <laughs> but we're going to talk about that more when we come back from break for our final segment here at Green Legion Radio Saturday. I hope you enjoyed the Friar Place with Irving Fryer right before this. Everybody, Echelon Health and Fitness located in Voorhees, New Jersey, is voted best gym in South Jersey five years in a row. Membership starting at only eight ninety nine per month. Family and locally owned. Indoor track, newest strength training equipment and cardio equipment, three studios, indoor pool, whirlpool, and even a dry sauna. Over 100 group fitness and thrive personal training sessions per week. MBSC Thrive Personal Training considered the best group training in the country and is exclusively offered in South Jersey at Echelon Health and Fitness. Member perks. Echelon members save at over 800 local businesses simply by being an active member. Coming to Audubon, New Jersey, early this year, couple months, call 856-454-2976. That's 856-454-2976 for a free 30-day all-access pass or go to echelonhf.com. That's EchelonHFHealthFitness.com. Green Legion Radio here on Fox Sports Radio Philadelphia with John Jansen. This is Quimby. We'll be back right after this. The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. All right, everybody, back for our final segment here on Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. We're live on Saturday afternoon. I hope you guys are enjoying your 26-degree weather. <laughs> You're never going to get tired of saying that, are you? No, no, and I'm going to continue <laughs> to go to places during the wintertime where I can say that, so that's what you get. Um, yep, 86 degrees down here on the island of Grand Cayman, Seven Mile Beach, South Bay Beach Club. You guys, we're brought to you by Live Casino South Philadelphia. Do not forget, Bobby Collins will be there next, no, on two Saturdays, Saturday, two weeks from today. Bobby Collins, comedian Bobby Collins, will be there in two weeks on Saturday, the 18th. Go to livecasinophilly.com to get your tickets. Speaking about punching your tickets, we got a Super Bowl coming up, baby. But we're in the middle of talking about those players, 15 of them that have some sort of important or starting role with this team that are 
going to be unrestricted free agents next year. And who would you keep? Uh, we were debating the secondary and, and, you know, the fact that the Eagles do have a first-round pick and that Howie works some magic, and I get it. There's not going to be, even though the Eagles have a lot of money to spend, there is not going to be enough, especially with people playing for these contract years. Our greatest problem, our greatest problem next year will be that we can't re-sign everybody because that means we won. That, that's how I look at it. But I said Bradbury and CJ DJ, you got to keep on board. Jansen said CJ DJ, not necessarily Bradbury, but I mean, oh, second team all pro. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you, you, you just discount that. And if I'm James Bradbury, I go to the, 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 the commodes and I'm absolutely pissed off every time I play. That's what I'm looking at because we'll do, it, it'll, it'll look the same thing as it did when the Giants let him go. All right. I'm sorry. Who doesn't want one of the best cornerbacks in the league? Doesn't make any sense to me. But here's a question for you, Jansen, because we only have about eight minutes left on this uh, on this show. We talked about who you would bring back, but here's here's the here's the question, and, and I want this to resonate a little bit with you because it could send chills up and down your spine. All right. The other question that goes alongside this one is, what do we need to address as far as weaknesses go? Huh. Find an answer to that question God. right now. Um, and and when when was that answer? When was that answer never not prevalent? Yeah, it's not. I don't know how applicable that is here because I could say running back, but do do they have? There's do a, they really need a running back. Does just, any team? Just so, you, just so you know. There's a reason Kenny Gainwell's been getting more carries. Yeah, I think he's looked fantastic. So I, I would be fine with running with him as, as your number one. And you can draft the guy in like the third, fourth round if you want to. There's always a, a decent running back available in the third round that you can get. And if that's what Howie Roseman wants to do, that's probably the best way to go about it. So I, I they want to they get that. him some playoff confidence because he's going to be their feature back. Yeah, I think so. I, and I think he's, he's earned that. But in terms of the key positions, too, the Eagles have a great cornerback. They have a great edge rusher that they already got last year in Hassan Reddick. They have the quarterback. They have the wide receivers. And they have the offensive line all locked up. Like, all of the key positions uh, that, that are necessary for a Super Bowl run, they have them. Those are the guys that are actually locked up for a long period of time. It's some of the interchangeable ones, like defensive tackle, which I think you can just sign a guy like for a year like they did and, and work out. So it's impressive that I don't think there's many holes they need to fill. They just need to get a little bit of depth like they did this year, and, and they'll be fine just again. If you consider the fact that T.J. Edwards will more than likely be a rookie uh, salary cap casualty, and yep. Kaiser is on a mercenary deal. I still think you have to concern yourself with linebacker, even though you have Nakobe Dean waiting in the in the uh, in the back for his uh, for his time to shine. Uh, it's just it's just funny if if you were able if you were able to actually field, you could. Okay, let's let's be honest. You could field this exact team again next year. All right, sort of. If you you know you you could fit that money easily. You could even jump it up a little bit when you get Fletcher's money back because you know he wouldn't be coming back. Like you could very very easily field almost the exact same team, but uh, it you still have to look long term at addressing this linebacker position. That's the only thing that I see. They don't isn't this a thing for you? Forward. Don't you always? Isn't this in every? I, I do, <laughs> I do. But they they did address it. They well, they, they at least oh, they, ag- did, yeah. they at least acknowledged that they did. Now here's the deal: you have Nicobe Dean, all right, for uh, at least three more years if they exercise his fourth. Um, if you could sign Kaiser White, then I then I'm feeling pretty comfortable. I'm liking where you are, I'm liking where you are for a, a long term. But you're right, you know, running back is interchangeable. You got your quarterback, you have your receivers, you have your offensive line, you have your edge rushers in Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, who, you know, that's potent combination right there. That's, that's, if I'm, if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm not sleeping this week. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm literally trying to figure out how to do this. 
with what is possibly a not as mobile Patrick Holmes as we're accustomed to. Now, he'll take that shot of quarter zone before the game, and he won't feel anything whatsoever, but still might favor. He I think won't... the adrenaline's probably going to be going as well. <laughs> well, this also his fifth Super Bowl. You know, it's every <laughs> I could say something, but I'll get I'll get a letter from the it's just SEC. A, a, yeah, don't do that. Um, yeah, but yeah, are you saying just another casual uh, Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes? You know, nothing, no big deal. When, when do you see him get amped up anymore? That's the one thing that I like about him. His he he he's always got a calm and and and, and cool presence. That's what makes him dangerous. I don't he's think awesome. he gets amped I up. I love Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, dude. I you know I hate the oh and you know what. You know what this could be for us, brother? All right, you were you were you were a young buck growing up in the Andy Reid era. I get it. You were probably what in your early teens? No, I was uh, early teens by the end of it. By the uh, end, of by it. like okay. the, yeah. yeah. So I was about when I remember like seven. It, it was nineteen ninety nine. He got signed. Uh-huh. I was five. Yeah. So, brother, by by the time Andy Reid had left, the most successful coach in Eagles history. Needed to have that door hit him in his large ass on the way out. All right. He became extremely, I don't want to say obnoxious, but truculent is probably a better word. With the media, with everybody. Didn't want to explain anything. Didn't care. All right. He was going to do things his way regardless. You know what I hope? You know what I hope? This exercises our demons. Beating Andy Reid in a Super Bowl. After... He burns a timeout in the middle of the second uh, or in the middle of the third quarter that he didn't have to that he needed at the end of the game because his time management is was and always will be atrocious atrocious thoughts he's 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 gotten better at it but he still has problems with that and game management. So I, I, Andy Reid, the play caller, Andy Reid, the offensive mind and the head coach, really good and all-time great. But I actually think Nick Sirianni has a edge in game management because, obviously, Andy Reid, we know the timeouts, and we know his clock management is not good. But also, he's not nearly aggressive enough for a guy <laughs> Sorry. that— Sorry, real quick. Yes, Adam Gilmore, the colossal slob. Oh, that's not right. I like Andy. I'm a, I'm a big. I like Andy's. I'm a big Andy guy. But it's it, his problem is he doesn't manage the game well. For a guy that has Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, he's not nearly aggressive enough. Who could with sit that there guy. and audible at the line the entire time? Yeah, I, he can. But it's it's like he doesn't go for fourth down often. He doesn't it, like all the things that Nick Sirianni does to be aggressive. Andy Reid doesn't have a bone in his body to do that, and that just that that is going to win the Eagles this game if it comes down to that because Nick Sirianni's aggressive. Nick Sirianni on fourth down in the, the first quarter decided to go for it, and it paid off. Kyle Shanahan to me is the same as Andy Reid. Very good play caller, schemer, uh, very good offensive mind, but he's so uptight and he's very very conservative when it comes to making decisions on fourth down and going for it on two. And that burned him in the playoffs multiple times, and it's burned Andy Reid. And I think that's what gives the Eagles a, a big advantage because Sirianni's not that way. So. As as much as I love Reed, he has his flaws for sure. It's. I think he's. I, I, I think we we can all agree he's a great preparatory coach. Guy lines up. Guy still. Guy still scripts his first fifteen plays. Every game, regardless. All right. Great scripter, but actual, actual game day. Presence, think on your feet. Nah, he's probably slow, and it's kind of difficult when you're always thinking about a steak or thinking about the next. That's the thing about coaches that are play callers. Is I like coaches that can call plays, but with Nick Sirianni, I think it's a good thing he doesn't because he's like Kyle Shanahan. Do you think in, instead of paying attention to that Devonte Smith catch that may, he maybe he had on his mind? Uh, I got to make sure our next drive is good. You know, maybe talking to Brock Purdy, talking to his offensive coach, whatever the case may be. He has something on his mind other than, oh, Devontae Smith just missed that catch. You know, and how much how much of that time kind of wasted thinking on something else that ultimately led to him not throwing the flag. 
you know, I just I think things like that, you know, it's it's tough to do both. And I think Sirianni is so focused on the game and what's happening in that moment in the game that he he catches things. He's great at challenging. He's great at you know knowing when to go for it and always having kind of his finger on the pulse of what the what the feeling of the game is and what what they oh. need. And by the way, who do you think is going to have home field advantage? It's going to be the Eagles. Of course. Of course. Kansas City doesn't travel. There's like two groups. And they suck. Said, they're good fans, though, Kansas City. I've never been no, they're to They're lame fans. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, they're lame. You would have a better idea. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get. I got a. I got a Chiefs fan about twenty feet in front of me. I'm trying to get his. Trying oh, to get the hair oh, up on his oh, neck. No. There you go. You're just trying to trying to piss people off. Yeah, trying to trying to you know, trying to poke the bear. <laughs> hey, what do you think? Let's call it a day. Yeah. Why not? All right, you guys. Hey, I know listen. you have a beach to go to, you know, and yeah, sand. yeah, it's tw- and it's twenty feet away. It's great. I hate uh, it. It's got. A, I got a long, long walk. Everybody, I hope you're enjoying the weather back in Philadelphia. I will be back Wednesday to get on the plane with all you crazy bastards on Thursday. Make sure you remember go to GreenLegion.com. We have three trips remaining with flights. They will only be sold with flights for our Super Bowl experience next uh, next week. You guys, it's been great. Chanson, thanks for helping me out with this. I appreciate you. Good. Glad yeah. to hear you acknowledge you? that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Dead silence. Great radio. Everybody, this is Green Legion Radio. Irv and I. Irv and I will be broadcasting live from Salt at 2 p.m. 2 p.m., everybody. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Fox Sports Super Bowl pregame show. You guys, it will be hysterical. I know we have a special guest coming to our tailgate, and I hope he's going to be there when we can get him on air. Should be interesting as hell. Can't talk about it just yet. Can't make any plans with this. It's uh, not allowed to be discussed, but uh, it will be nothing short of fun. Uh, Everybody in the room, Jay, Keenan, Russ, Ed, Lewis, Kylo. Again, Kylo, if you're looking for a sleepover tonight, you let me know. Uh, Happy Gilmore, Lou Mancini, Chuck Bolger made it in. Of course, TQ Stats made it in for just a little bit. My rider, die partner, Captain Demps. You guys, uh, Missy was in for a little bit as well. I hope I didn't miss anybody. Rob Valivas, of course, you guys have been great. It's been a great season. Got another week of Super Bowl talk, everybody, and we will be broadcast. I don't know if we're going to broadcast on Saturday. Might be a little too busy to do that. I don't know just yet. We might be skipping. You might be hearing a replay. But um, if that's the case, just know we will be broadcasting live at 2 p.m. on Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. On behalf of myself, the rest of Green Legion Radio, Irv Fryer, Michael Diaz, Chris Sack, Sam, Slash, Lauren, everybody, and, of course, Jansen back in studio. Appreciate you guys, and we will see you next week.